0: miss dennis was my kindergarten teacher she was not someone who seemed to have a tolerance for being around children too long i've often wondered why she chose the profession especially after running into her once in my 20s where she was markedly much more pleasant (laughs) miss dennis was as children would say a meanie we had frequent writing assignments yes in kindergarten I enjoyed writing, always kept a diary growing up. So presenting these writing projects to Miss Dennis, I thought in my little kindergarten brain, it would earn me an automatic gold star or something like that, um, considering I wrote a lot on my own anyways. Well, Miss Dennis was hard to please. She was not soft in expressing her displeasure um, if you didn't like what you wrote or we didn't complete an assignment as instructed, our efforts would be thrown to the ground. Where we would have to pick it and our little kindergarten egos up, go back to our seat, and start over. With the anxiety of having to represent to Miss Dennis again. No pressure. Mr. Chiboya, he was one of my computer-generated sophomore year college professors economics i believe it was had a reputation for being scary like in the seinfeld sitcom the soup nazi type of scary leftover pts from his dentist surfaced and i saw myself outside myself walking very rapidly to the registrar's office after the first class of the semester to drop and add the same course different professor (laughs) <laughs> Let's just say he lived up to his reputation on day one. Later in my junior year, I would meet his daughters, his very lovely daughters, and share other classes with his very handsome son. We all became fast friends. They invited me home where I met Professor Jeboya and his wife. Learned there was nothing to have been petrified about other than me. Miss Dennis and Professor Jeboya came to mind When I think of Governor Andrew M. Cuomo, Democrat, great state of New York, why? Or how are these all similar? Governor Cuomo has a reputation for being driven, always working, results obsessed, no excuses, produce or else kind of leader. It is not easy working for these types of managers. The energy they incubate in the workplace, some would find stifling, overbearing, misconstrued as toxic. I felt that way about Miss Dennis, though too young to have termed it such then, and about Professor Jaboya, older but too unsure of my own abilities, yet too egotistic to admit it to myself. Miss Dennis put me on path to becoming a really good writer. I went back to my seat, reconsidered what I'd written even at that age, discarded it and started over from scratch to rewrite something she later termed genius and had me actually read it in front of the class. It would be the only time she ever threw an assignment from me on the floor. I worked hard on everything I did in her class. Professor Chaboya said to me when I brought the drop ad request to him for his signature, decided to take the easy path I see Yes, it made me feel like the worst shit I was. After I got to know his family, I regretted not letting him bring out those best traits. Not, you know, not letting him bring out the best in me then, versus eventually tapping into those in, and ca- tapping into those same traits later, further along in my adult life. And yes, I'm getting emotional when I think about it. I often wonder what might have resulted had I done so sooner rather than later. If you work for Governor Cuomo, you are expected to perform at your highest level. It is something that many might struggle with as I did not working for Governor Cuomo but in other areas of my life vis-a-vis the experience with the the scary professor, Miss Dennis, etc. The reason and circumstances may vary. Are Ms. Dennis, Professor Jaboya, and Governor Cuomo to blame for expecting your best? And if we are not able to produce, present, and sustain our best, is it fair to then misdirect, project our failure feelings upon them? I might have gone home to Mama and Daddy crying, and Mama would have written a strongly worded letter, or not. But I didn't. I rose up to the level of expectation, and it made me better. Although I didn't take that approach with Professor Cheboya, the universe had us enter into a caress together where I learned a valuable lesson, iron sharpens iron, but only if we allow ourselves to be honed as we are a honing instrument. Accusations and allegations against Governor Cuomo are serious. I am troubled by where we are in our society when we judge as though we are not guilty ourselves, where we destroy a man or woman without assessing damage done. And that is my angst for Governor Cuomo's accusers. As a woman, as a black woman, and speaking on behalf of those black women in my realm of influence, if we spoke up, came forward. Named all the instances where we were made to feel uncomfortable in an encounter with a male or female colleague or superior, (laughs) it would turn into a multi-volume epic. In those moments, we are asking ourselves, what is happening here, really? Is this worth losing a job, not being able to support myself, my family? All of us answer the same, no. So we deal with it in the moment. It had to be no damage is done to us or to the other party because in most cases, we are talking innuendo, gestures, suggestions, verbal exchanges we may or may not perceive as flirtatious, suggestive in nature, on and on. Time, place, circumstances, high-pressure cooker environments. Sometimes we are complicit in the exchanges. Let's be real. Other times not. There was an instance I was working part-time in my early adulthood and the shift supervisor and I were bantering playfully back and forth towards the end of an extremely busy shift. All the crew members are wrapping up for the night when supervisor picked up the playfulness again, um, to which I responded in kind until it wasn't really funny anymore. Thankfully, others were around to intervene, bringing it into to a scene that could easily have gone another way and perceived for something other than what it was. Sometimes we choose to leave the situation, as did I in the most recent example I have, an only instance I was rendered speechless after a verbal exchange, where a female superior commented when I had received flowers from a male friend, he really trying to get that pee. And you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and say it because for the shock effect, as shocked as into silence as I was, I quote, he really trying to get that pussy. She bent down so as not to be overheard by anyone in the area. She on another occasion, often, and I often came to work, um, at, you know, she on another occasion, I came to work sporting a new haircut wanting to know if I was under stress or had an anxiety disorder because they noticed a little bareness along one side of my temple. The only person in the office that day to criticize versus compliment And it happened to be a manager. These situations were intermittent, but recurring. The exchanges were always just between the two of us. They knew how close to come to the flame without getting burned. I did not know what motivated them or exactly what to call it. It made me extremely uncomfortable at times and affected my performance, which up to that point had always been tops. I chose the out, which was not long before the pandemic. A close friend interning in D.C. chose the out. Where culture or workplace fling with the intern flame, jumping is always elephant in the room. She didn't even finish out a year. Choosing what was best for her versus toughing it out as it was insinuated it would have likely been a repeat scenario. No matter where she was assigned. So are we going to do a Hollywood suite? Because many are privy and we all know it. What damage has it done these accusers really? Accusers of the governor for impropriety? I really tried to find it as a woman having stood in their shoes. In reading the AG's report, juxtaposed with the governor and attorney Gavin's response, What, what he's being accused pales to what I and others in my sphere of influence have experienced. And this not to lessen any discomfort they may have felt during or after. Doubtful any weed name would lose their position or reputations, even with more meat on the bones of what was said and or insinuated. But what is the real damage done here? Damage in comparison to what is being leveled at him. Destroying accomplishment, legacy, reputation, manhood, standing within his family community It is an imbalanced case where all facts, statements, communications are not being considered and presented so that this clear imbalance is not seen as and for what it is. Who stands to gain from seeking to destroy a man's life just short of physically taking it, when all he has done or has been about the business of doing is being the best public servant to the state of New York he can possibly be. That is the question that should be asked and answered. It has, been, it has been disheartening lately since my move to New York from Philadelphia. Having the best intentions in my heart and head to come and help. To witness how, to witness how citizens are thanking the leadership who saved many of their lives. I just wasn't raised this way. To destroy a man's dignity to vehemently seek to strip him under guise of pursuing justice of what he has worked hard for in a position where he has tried to show real public service and before you say to yourself or others she doesn't know what she's talking about consider this I do because I too am a survivor I was touched inappropriately repeatedly by one of my mother's boyfriends when I was 14 years old It would happen while she was away at work at night, and we, my siblings, and I were sleeping. The only way I knew what was happening was because I woke up abruptly once to see him standing near my bed, pretending to hold his hand in my face playfully. What he had actually been doing was touching. It's why I have a thing about anyone touching my face, even in jest. It was the reason why the scene with the shift supervisor might have gone another way had I not been reasonable and mature enough to assess what was really happening and what his intentions were, which were not to do me harm. I never told my mother about this, and the only reason I'm disclosing it now is because I know how easy it might be to perceive a gesture, touch, words as one thing, depending on what has been experienced prior. When I say we deal with this stuff in the moment, I mean firmly establishing my boundaries with men, forcefully if necessary. (laughs) Most often than not, people don't want to be embarrassed by, by a female knocking the shit out of them, verbally or otherwise. Exactly what mama would have done to that man and worse. All I could think about was her going to jail and our family torn apart. Black women often carry experiences like these with us to our graves. Doesn't make it right, just means we weigh what is and is not serious enough to merit whatever outcomes that will result. Those in my sphere of influence are not looking to do damage to ourselves or anyone who may interact with us in a way that in any given moment is awkward or hangs icky in the air between us. Another look take two will be on hiatus until Labor Day. Team all 2 enjoy the rest of your summer while staying and keeping others safe from virus and variants. I need a minute as I watch us do these things to each other and consider why. Are we bending toward better? Will we? Chat again soon.